And we are here. We're here. All right. So important question for you. What's up? All right. So with this being our five nights at Freddy's uh, movie review, we're going to have to get, get get in character already. So if you have to fight a demon type, uh, you know, icon from your childhood. So you have a few options. You can either fight Big Bird on Sesame Street, Barney, but his song is playing the entire time. Chucky. At Chuck E. Cheese, like the Chuck E. Cheese rat. Oh, oh, oh. And, oh yeah, right. so yeah. <laughs> and Chuck E. Cheese or Grimace 30 minutes after three Grimace shakes. Which one are you taking? All right, so Grimace is definitely going to be a no for me. Um, The way he he rampaged through TikTok is kind of horrendous. Um, And then, all right, so Chuck from Chuck E. Cheese. I'm, I'm solid. I could, I could probably... I can definitely take the new Chuck E. Cheese. I'm not even going to hold it. I can definitely take the new one. Um, but the old one? Nah. Nah, leave leave that one alone. Uh, so it's between Big Bird and Barney. But but here's the thing about both of them, right? Uh-huh. I can take both of them. Remember, a demonic form of them. And that changes my answer completely. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> All right, so when it comes to demonic form of them, all right, so so they ain't the same ones, right? I'm not taking Big Bird. I'm definitely not taking Barney. <laughs> I'm not taking Grimace. Chuck is definitely going down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck. You have to go because I'm. I will fight a demon mouse. <laughs> I'm not fighting a demon dinosaur, a demon bird, or whatever the heck Grimace is. <laughs> all right see because i'm kind of with you because like barney again is a dinosaur so demon dinosaur form ain't happening um big bird is tricky but i remember the rocker rocker videos of like big bird flipping <laughs> and also like you have to think about it like he has such a long neck that you can't like hit him in the face like you have to like leaping uppercut which is going to take you off your feet and if you want to go off your feet with a bird good luck and he takes you right up in the air and then yep it's wraps so the problem with chuck is that he's mechanical that's my only issue (laughs) get me a crowbar give me some water and we go into town see i haven't had a grimace shake but i've heard that bad things happen (laughs) nah nah i guess we're going with chuck yep I'd rather fight a right an animatronic than uh, uh than uh than anything else. All right. So I'm Demetrius. And I'm Demetrius. And Meach and Meach presents the Blurred City Podcast. All right. As you mentioned, as I mentioned, we are doing Five Nights at Freddy's. This episode is dropping on Tuesday, Halloween. This is our Halloween special episode. Last week you can catch our Apocalypse Survival Guide episode, which was super fun <laughs> to do. So with the and then also next week we will be doing one that will make a lot of people upset. Our best comic book movie tournament of all time. We're bringing in a special guest. We just reviewed some of the brackets and the seedings. It, so, some of those regions are going to be hard. That's all I can say. And then also something that we'll get to on the What's Hot, but we're also going to be covering a special episode for when Attack on Titan, the final, 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 final finally drops so we will be covering that um but before we get into our movie review let's get into that legal spiel all right the purpose of this podcast is to explore digital and print media all sources of reference are owned by the respective companies and our thoughts and opinions are strictly our own and reflect no biases or corporate agendas whatsoever your discretion is advised welcome to blurred city <laughs> so with that uh just jumping straight into it let's get into what's hot so meets what you got All right. So as you know, this is the Halloween season. You know, things very uh, Halloween-y is coming to light. So, of course, I have to start with the horror bag. Uh, As you know, uh, we have the Exorcist Believer that came out and we also have Saw 10 that came out. Another thing that also just recently dropped is actually two fan films on YouTube. One is called Dylan's New Nightmare, which is a fan sequel to Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which is part of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. And then, of course, Never Hike Alone 2, which is the sequel to the beautifully made Never Hike Alone, which is a Friday the 13th fan film. So, so yeah, if you want your Friday the 13th kicks after 14 years, you, you, you got that. Um, and then, of, and then as we transition into anime, of course, as we know, uh, the, 
the the big three are are out here. Uh, Bleach is on on break. Uh, Naruto will be coming back eventually, and then One Piece is still One Piece and it up out here in these box office streets. The new emperors, exactly. My my the Yonkos are here, and <laughs> and I'm glad that I am one of them. Uh, come run my pocket. Let's see. Then we also have ourselves. Of course, uh, the Kingdom of Ruin. Uh, I finally put you on. I put you on. Yes, and I'm I'm glad to be there for that. Tokyo Revengers going stupid. Uh, I I could just call it like CTE Revengers at this point. My man is. There's no way he's not brain dead when he goes back to the future. Ooh, yeah. And then also the best dad returns in Jumpjutsu Kaisen. Uh, and we we all know what type of damage is is about to occur. Um, R.I.P. to some people's souls. And then we have ourselves also, again, the final part to the final episode to the final chapter of the final season of the final uh, everything of Attack on Titan will be dropping uh, as of this episode, like two weeks. So, oh, no, it drops November 4th. It's next week, my friend. Oh, they got a new they got a new trailer dropping today. Oh, yes. Never mind then. All right. It's time for us to celebrate. Okay. So we're going to go ourselves uh, as the subjects of Ymir and to uh, really run the pockets of the entire universe. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, Castlevania Nocturne. Woo. Yes, sir. Woo. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and then, of course, Loki going going great right now. That cliffhanger for episode four. I'm, I'm, I, I need answers. Uh, I need answers ASAP. And then, of course, as I meant, as the thing I put you on, Gen 5. Yes, sir. Just. Mm. <laughs> if you love the boys, you'll love the show. Exactly. And then, of course, Chucky Season 3 is staying stupid. Invincible is coming back the wait, same wait. time. Wait, wait, wait. That's, that's <laughs> next. It's next week. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, we're not going outside again. All right, so uh, I'm sorry to say this to all my friends, all my loved ones. Uh, you got, you guys will probably not hear from me uh, once again for the next two weeks. Uh, so treasure your time with me for these next couple of days because I'm not going back outside. Uh, in the end, of course, in the realm of video gaming, it, there's, there's a huge war that's going on right now. Uh, the war at for the very top. Uh, there are many strong contenders in this uh, war. And when I say many strong contenders, there's really only one answer that it should be. But we'll get into that uh, much later. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baldur's Gate, you you had a nice run. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, you had a nice run. Starfield, apparently y'all are good, but uh, I I still haven't played you, so I, I wouldn't know. And unless you have an Xbox, you're not going to. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, that's pretty. Oh yeah, and then of course in the realm of comic books, uh, there's actually a crossover come that's happening right now where six one six Peter Parker is teaming up with Insomniac Peter Parker, uh, and by teaming up, it's really Insomniac Peter uh piecing up six one six Peter because he really needs to let bro know who he's supposed to be acting like uh, and then of course as I said the then there's also. Philadelphia is back. You know, KLC Press stands staying strong with Kill Your Darlings in the Schlub. And then, of course, as I said, King Spawn staying spawning because, you know, Spawn is out here in Call of Duty now. Uh, so, so, so good luck to everybody who's playing Warzone because, uh, may God have mercy on your soul because I won't. Uh, <laughs> and that's, that's all I got. What you, what you have? Or you basically covered everything. So now we can get into kind of what you mentioned in the video game sphere. So both of us last week, October 20th, we went in. Well, yes, uh, as of this recording, we went into uh, not hiding, but we went into our, our caves. Uh, we had to handle some business. We had to take out a few hunters. We had to take out a symbiote as well. Um, Spider-Man 2, PS5. Greatness. Um I don't know if it's the greatest game I've ever played, but boy, it's up there. It is up there. So this is our freak out, geek out segment of the week. Meech, what you got? Pure greatness. Everything. And I do mean everything about this game. Peak. Story. Peak. Characterization. Peak. 
gameplay. Stupid. Stupid, I say. The map, bigger than ever. All the content I could get. Emotional roller coaster is what I have to say. Mm. Like, and I'm probably getting into spoilers, but I do not care, okay? Because this this game was it, all right? This is your only spoiler warning for this game, listeners. Your only spoiler warning. Firstly, right, again, the characterization of everybody is out here on point. You got you got Peter Parker. Again, he acting like how he's supposed to be acting. He He's still him. And then when he goes black, Lord have mercy. When he goes black, Bully Lowenthal is on full display. This is why your family left you. Had me in stitches. You know it did. <laughs> and then you have Miles still out here. Risen. Risen up. The only problem with Miles in this whole game was the fact that his last suit was utter trash. If you get the white version of the suit, it's good. I do. I'm still on the fence about it. <laughs> The the the, it, the 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 final one was not good. It was not it, but that's it. That's the only negative because everything else is heat. All right, Miles's powers, he vengeance will be mine. <laughs> he channeled his inner scorpion. R.I.P. to Scorpion, by the way. R.I.P. to Vulture. R.I.P. to yeah. Rhino. R.I.P. to Shocker and the fact that the meme does not happen. Dang it! And then let's talk about the the biggest one of them all. Mary Jane Wick. Oh yes, what the stick. She she went from we went from having stealth missions to walk them down missions. Yes. Levels went from Metal Gear Solid to Resident Evil to Last of Us. <laughs> you can't tell me they weren't asking for peak. And that wasn't even one of the best parts of her, but that's too big of a spoiler. That's too big of a spoiler. Venom, the biggest menace of them all. Black Air Force is laced up. Everything comes back to null. Yes. Everything. As, as I texted you multiple times. Everything comes back to null. And you know what? I texted this man the entire time. Every time he had something to say. Game of the year. Yes. Easy. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Man, I don't even know what else to say, man. Dude, the the transition of villains uh from um Craven to Venom, immaculate how they handle that. And just like the escalation of the danger and then how that actually tied into the black suit and like Peter's energy and then also who ended up being Venom in the game. And then also it reminded me so much of God of War since you had the two main characters where in if you just like played the story mode, the way they handled flipping between Peter and then Miles, it wasn't like a it was like almost 50 50 but it was more peter than miles which is fine um but like the handling of it like with kratos and artreus where it's like okay you're like okay i'm kind of tired with this character i want to switch and they immediately switched by the time you get to that point and it's so seamless and the combat the styles of it oh my you can't Ooh. tell me that those spider-man are not murdering people oh <laughs> what knocking people off buildings the triangle oh just just know that if you see that appear over your head, just 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 give it up. It's over for you. And then all the suits as well, like like the the life suit is very ugly. The one that looks like Peter Quill and like a beekeeper is very ugly in my opinion. But um, are you in like the life story suit? Because that was like the last suit. I know. But like you also had it for uh, Miles, but it was this bulky. And it, it looked like you were a beekeeper or Star Lord, and I, I didn't like it. But there are so many suits, and then not just like you unlock the suits, you unlock variations of the shoot the suits, which like is incredible. This is why like with the uh, Miles suit at the end, I immediately switched it to white because I just wasn't feeling it. But oh my goodness, this game! We could talk. We could literally do another whole episode on it, but we will not. So because uh, all all I have to say is, is there are only two things that uh, had me in stitches. Well, well, in emotional stitches, Howard and Find Grandpa. Jeez. And the fact that I did the Find Grandpa as Miles and then Howard as Peter. Mm, I did him as uh, both as Miles at that time because that was his Clarence side quest, but incredible storytelling. But no, let's let's just let's just move on before I was transition. <laughs> yeah, before this episode becomes Spider Man Two, it's featuring <laughs> featuring Finites and Freddy's. 
All right. So with that, we are getting into our Five Nights at Freddy's movie review. Is there any pre-spoiler chat that we need to get into other than it's based on a video game? All right. So here's the main thing about the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise is the fact that as a franchise itself, it prides itself on its convoluted uh, storytelling because of the fact they don't give you the story up front. You find it throughout like various different avenues, such as like looking in backgrounds, interpreting like mini games and different stuff like that. And this movie, in my opinion, actually does like a really, really great job at like trying to as like putting in different Easter eggs, different uh like cameos and everything from like and blending together like the story and the games together because while like while basically this movie is essentially like the first game you actually add in elements from like much of the later ones even up to the current new one that is out right now which i'm just like yo mm-hmm. yo you gonna put this in this or okay all right was not expecting that but good on you good on you so throughout this uh as a, i may end up like talking about like the different easter eggs or like different cameos from like other games that i see while incorporated in our recap or i just mention it at the end i I don't know which way i'm gonna go with it but uh but we'll see when we get to it all right so we are getting into five night freddy spoilers in three two one all right so the first thing that that you notice right away is the fact they start the credits off with 8-bit, like 8-bit graphics of a yellow bunny taking children. And as as a true, like, FNAFer, you immediately are locked in because of the fact that the 8-bit minigames is how they usually told the story of the Fight Nights at Freddy's franchise and how you kind of had to piece together the story. So that was number one. Number two, yellow bunny taking children. Um... Yeah, you already know who that is. Uh, you already understand that you you know who the main villain is. You know that is uh Mister Mister Springtrap himself, Mister William Afton, Mister uh serial killer, Mister I always come back. Uh, mm-hmm. and he out here doing what he does best, which is dog walking children. Um, so. Yes, when when I mentioned that he has the triangles O combo, he he does that with children. Okay, um, so so yeah, but then we cut o- over to see Mike Schmidt or oh no 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 the the janitor person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I was as th- thank you for reminding me of that because the way this man got taken out was kind of kind of crazy. All right, so it cuts up with the security guard. He basically. He basically already has like the room boarded up. He's like, oh snap, they about to come in. So he gonna unscrew the, the vents, crawl through the vents, which is uh some from the later games, and then gets himself uh to a door that's locked. Who shows up behind him? And our favorite red animatronic himself, Foxy. You no, know, Foxy was doing damage in this movie. As he normally does, because uh, he comes running after the boy, and which is something he does in the first game, and and then you cut to black. Old boy wakes up in a chair, and R.I.P. Because he basically gets uh implanted with a with a Freddy head. That's the that's the best way I can describe it. He gets implanted. Uh, all right. Keeping it family friendly out here, even though it ain't a family f- friendly movie and a family friendly show. Uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, then we cut to Mikey, uh, our boy Mike. Uh, he he's pretty much a mall security guard. You no, know, he's in line. He pretty much takes pills. You you could tell he he not he 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 kind of got it bad. He's what society would call a loser, a delinquent, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yes, but and of course, like he has a little sister named Abby. Uh, and she has to get taken care of while well, she's out here drawing, uh, drawing pictures and she's with her babysitter, Max. And then Mike's out here at the mall mall and he sees like a kid get snatched up. Mm-hmm. And first thought is to come rushing in and tackle him and start and start dog walking him too. <laughs> he tackles him into a fountain, which is wild. 
not going to a fountain and start giving him an eight-piece combo. Now, me being me, I would have done the same thing. I'm not even going to hold you because, well, I wouldn't have taken it to the point of punching him. I'd be like, hey, 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 just your time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, he could have taken, like, a slightly civil but still cautious approach, but but he decided to go to DEFCON 10. But later in the movie, as it, like, tells the story, we do find out why he took it to such an extreme, which is very good storytelling, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So he basically is fired from that job. He go visits a career counselor, Steve Raglan, a.k.a. our boy, my man's Matthew Lillard, Daggy himself. And then if you also don't know who who else this man's is, he's also Stu Mocker from uh from Scream, one of the ghost face killers. Uh, this and then also just note that uh this man's wearing per- wearing a white shirt with a purple tie, but uh but he basically sounded like, Hey, uh, we got a new job for you job offer for you. Um with your track record, it don't look good, pay about to be terrible, you about to be down horrendous. And 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 was like, quota. Why you had a career counselor? And then I remembered, oh, this movie has to take place in the two thousand early two thousands, um, because later on you see like a character has a flip phone, and then you also see like the type of cars that are driven, like and that TV, and they still have VHS tapes, which I know like some people don't know what that is anymore, which the good old days just ages me up tremendously. <laughs> but, but yeah, he tells like, hey, you can work as a guard at a security guard at at Fred Fazbear's Pizza. Only problem is that it's at night. So, and of course, like Mike, he's like, ah, I can't do nights. Cause he gotta watch his sister. Gotta watch his sister. You know, get himself a good night's sleep. And he's even talking with like, and then afterwards, like you see, like at the mall, he's talking to, like one of his uh, friends, talking about this book that he's been reading called Dream Theory, which is actually a key theory in like the five nights at freddy's lore uh hmm. but but like after we're talking with like a social worker based on like how he feels like his feels like abby is like she a little off and then how his uh his aunt jane oh lord have mercy. we can get into her soon all right so aunt jane she out here doing the absolute most there's one thing I quickly just want to mention uh, before we get into her is that the interaction with Steve Ragland, the career counselor, at first he wanted nothing to do with him. But when he looked at uh, Mike's name and he likes he was reading the last name, but he didn't say it out loud. His whole like demeanor flipped, which was something that I found interesting at first, but uh, it kind of ties into the end. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, like as a guy who knew like the phrase franchise, I immediately knew well, I kind of knew what was up. I was like, hold on. Are you, are you supposed to be? I was like, nah, nah, you couldn't be. You couldn't be. And then in real like, yep, he was like, dang, dang, I'm good. Uh, so Aunt Jane. Ugh. All right. So Aunt Jane, a.k.a. the absolute worst human being, she she essentially like basically wants to take custody away from Mike. Pretty much just like dressing this boy down. Dressing him down, talking about how trash he is as a caretaker. And he has a point in with fairness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, technically, she does have some points. And even he says that, like, she has points. Mm-hmm. Issue at hand is the fact that all she wants is a check, a government yeah. check. And the fact that Abby later says, like, she hates Jane's guts. But there's also something, Meech, as uh, that I know you're going to be mad about when I say it. As someone that aspires to be a future lawyer, um, do you want to talk about the lawyer in this movie? <laughs> you have the floor. That man should be in, in a senior citizen home. He should be literally anywhere else because he should have his license taken. Because there just ain't no way. There is just no way that this fool is going to say like four words throughout the entirety of this movie. And he just out here just like, just with a blank stare. He ain't saying nothing. Like Jane doing all the talking. This is a pure beta male status. He a beta. Ain't no way. Oh my God. I was like, I sure hope that money good because uh, ain't no way. Yeah, yeah. When she said we're gonna take you to court, and I was like, "You're going with this guy?" That's the one. Are you sure? 
Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. But go, go ahead, take it. So, so moving along with that, essentially, this kind of kicks into the plot because again, Mike couldn't work nights. So with that, he's now uh, motivated to because he gets also gets like uh, a notice of delinquency on like their house with that. So like now he has like okay, I really gotta take care of Abby. I need money. I have to show that I'm a responsible caretaker. So calls back. He takes the five nights at Freddy's. Well, the Freddy Fazbear's job. Um, I can't remember if it's the first night or the second night, but essentially first night. Okay. Yeah. So first night, uh, cooling, he goes to sleep again and then he has a dream. And then in the dream, I believe on the first night he sees five kids. Um, is that the, cause he's seen the whole time. So yeah. essentially like he keeps having this one recurring dream where after he takes pills, he essentially is reliving a moment where as a child he was at the park with his parents and then he was told to watch over his little brother Garrett and like and then he sees that his brother gets uh taken and which is why he attacks the dad at the beginning of the movie yes and the reason he constantly trying to like get this keep going back to the dream because per dream theory he thinks that like he's able to remember the details of who kidnapped his brother and that's all he's thinking about. So and so at the first night when he falls asleep, he sees five children all wearing pretty conspicuous outfits, if I do say so myself, with mm-hmm. conspicuous colors. So I already knew what was up. And okay. yes. And then they all run away. Okay. So now I remember the context of it. So then like that first night, it's just weird, but nothing like super conspicuous happens you know the ordinary oh like people that know five nights at freddy's like oh this is going to be suspicious when is it going to pop off so then the second night he uh goes again uh abby really wants to go with him but she can't um so she like has his security vest and all that um but he sees like okay yeah i really gotta take care of my sister so second night he has the same dream chases after one of them turns around and the kid just like straight up slashes him so when he wakes hit with the hook by the way Yes. At first, I thought it was like a saw, but then, like, when like I re like uh kind of like context later in the movie, I was like, okay, yeah, it's a hook. So he wakes up. He has he he's not he doesn't notice he's bleeding at first until he gets a knock at the door. Turns out Vanessa, I believe, this this cop who I have such mixed feelings on. I don't know where to go with it, but we'll get there when we get there. So Vanessa pops up. She's just like. You know, hey, how's everything? You know, I like to keep an eye on people. Um, she's like turning on the elect- animatronics to get them to perform and stuff like that. She's just like really cooling with him, um, tr- trying to rhythm him up, succeeding. But then she's like, hey, you're bleeding. Let me let me take care of that. He's like, yo, you know, us as the uh, watchers are like, oh, why are you bleeding? That's really weird. Um, so time that in. And then with that, we also cut back to the aunt. I don't know who is on that op activity. And it's, uh, again, these unmelanated hillbillies that I talked about. Max and her brother, I don't know his name. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. So they're, and the lawyer, <laughs> Demish, do you want to take this part? Okay, okay. I want to take this part because there's just so much that's happening within this part. All right. So first of all, uh, let me get like two major Easter egg out of the way. One, they are at this place called Sparky's Coffee Shop which is based on like a rumor for the first game that there was an animatronic secret animatronic named Sparky the dog. All right. Got that out of the way. Secondly, the server who serves like the, the, uh, serves Jane, uh, welcome down Jane and everybody food is actually the YouTuber Matt Pat, AKA of game theory. He's actually the main guy when it comes to like five nights at Freddy's theories, trying to come up with the story, the timeline, he is the guy who basically like figured everything out or at least wow. and still is to this day a very phenomenal YouTuber. Yeah, that's respect that they put him in the movie. Not just him. Actually, like when you first go into Freddy's, right, and you see like there's there's like a wall of the employees of the month. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other YouTubers are in that photo. And I noticed <laughs> it. And all of them are YouTubers I'm subscribed to. I'm just like, yo. A bit Ryan, Baz, Wazbowski, Fusions Gamer, Daco, they were all there. All of them are Five Nights at Freddy's YouTubers, by the way. So, so yeah. But at this, but yeah, now back to this diner. All right. So essentially, they're talking about how, like, hey, 
you ain't find no dirt on this man? He's like, none. I was like, ah. Uh. And then, and then the the lawyer, he's just like, I really shouldn't be here listening to all this. And tries to get up. And Chandler just slaps this man back down. Just like, if you don't grow a pair, sir, smack this woman. I don't care if you lose your life. You already forfeited it with your acting. Get it together. So, so yeah. And then Frank and them decides like, oh, wait. He works as a security guard. So why don't we break into Freddy Fazbear Pizza? So trespassing, breaking and entering, steal like a bunch of stuff. That's three. And and just Van- vandalism. Everything. So vandalism. That's four. That's at least four criminal acts that he just talked about in front of the lawyer. And the lawyer did nothing. Nothing. Oh, uh. Dang, I don't know if it's conspiracy, but the uh, the aunts has to be responsible because she was like planning the crime. I don't know what the term yeah. is for oh, what she did. That is conspiracy to commit heinous activity. That's five. That's five. Hey, all that just so he can get custody of Abby, just so she can get that check. Oh my goodness. Okay. So with that, uh, him and three of his, well, two of his friends break in. So they're just trashing the place, you know, stealing quarters out of game machines. I don't know why those still have quarters in it, but right? I hear not say like, ain't no way. <laughs> that's here nor there. But uh, so then we start to see all the the animatronics. They turn to the start turning. They're like, hey, there's something in here that's not supposed to be in here. You're you're messing up our home. Um. So then I don't remember what the blue one is called. Um. Bonnie. You can only get Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie. Okay, so. It's Bonnie, Chica, and then I don't know what the cupcake is called. Cupcake. <laughs> Bonnie, Chica, and Cupcake, they kind of go out. Uh, so we see one dude, he opens the fridge, we see Cupcake, and then he, he turns, and then uh, Cupcake is gone. And then he turns back around, Cupcake is with Chica, and it just uh, devours his face. It smells like a piranha. Just like in the game, just like in the game, because the Cupcake is the one that attacks instead of Chica. So, so yeah, that's that's uh, GG for him. The other dude, ooh, he runs, and then Bonnie catches him in the closet. Uh, so that that was that was dirty, which is also another reference to the game because literally Bonnie spawn well, like Bonnie's in his route to get to you in the first game, ends up in the janitor closet. So when you see Bonnie in there, he's like, "Well, R.I.P." And so then uh, you said it was Frank. Yep, was the brother. So he he like starts running off the quarters because he sees like oh, because Bonnie walks out of the closet then looks at him. So he hides in the, in the security room. And one of the best scenes in this movie is that Bonnie, Chica, Cupcake they just like straight up look at the camera like they're looking directly at him and it's like yes. So then she bends over and then the cupcake is gone. And then all of a sudden the cupcake is like in the vents. He has to block it off and he's like okay. Then the door opens by itself. He tries to get back to the same place the security guard went, and our, the menace himself, Foxy, chases him down. Yep. But that's not all. Oh, yeah, it ain't all, because Foxy is two for two, baby. All right, so then, unfortunately, Max, she she decided to, uh, to indulge in her caucasity by going inside the building, right, to try to, like, look for everybody. And while inside, she sees a child, a child in brown, and and like she follows said child into the security, to the walled off security room where Freddy just sitting there with a like little uh, pedestal like at the bottom that you could just hop up in. All this time, this child is like, you're getting warm, brother, warmer. And she, as she walks up to Freddy, she for some ungodly reason, looks in his mouth. and All the way. Oh, yeah, she looked all the way in his mouth because a hand comes out, grabs her, and then chomps out the body. I was like, oh, no. This ain't no bite of 87. This is the bite of 2000 because that was just outrageous. Oh, man, that that was egregious. Like, literally, it's funny. We can get to later, but I was like, huh, they're animatronics. They can't really digest bodies, but again, we'll get to that later. So then um, um, Mike, 
is talking with Abby. They kind of like have a real bonding moment because she sees the papers of adoption. She's like, hey, I do not want to live with Aunt Jane. Um, I, I, I want to stay with you. And he's like, yo, I'm not, you know, it's an option, but that's not where we're going to go with it. So then Vanessa pulls up to the house. He's like, yo, breaking, breaking and entering. I can, I can charge you if I like, if there's a report, cause you have your sleeping pills and you need to stay locked in at work. Uh, so he tells her the situation. She kind of like empathizes with him. Um, so then the next, so then that night, because he no longer has a babysitter, he has to take his sister with him. So with that, see, Mike was really low on my locked in rankings for like most of this movie. Uh, so with that, he goes, takes his sister. She, you know, sleeps. He does his thing where he's, um, each, you know, each night he goes into his dream having it, he gets closer and closer. So then he, uh, talks to <clears throat> the leader child. Uh, the children of the corn s child <laughs> and so yeah so then he uh, was like yo tell me tell me anything please and they go what are you going to give us and he's like i'll give you anything i'll give you anything so with that abby wakes up and since he's knocked out on the zaza and the pills uh you know with that she starts screaming you're like oh no it's already about to get active like that so then he uh goes out and all the animatronics are just around her. They're like, yo, we're alive. And you see the whole time they're just looking at him like, like they were ready. They were, they were longing to take this boy out. Act funny if you want to. Put the chair down. It's like, I wish you would. <laughs> and but it all turns out like, hey, they were just, you know, playing around with her. They're uh, kids, yeah. Yeah, they were just being kids. They were just being they're being friendly towards her. And to the point where, like, Abby was out here hugging Freddie. I'm just like, hey, just ain't no way I would. Ain't so, no like, would. so with this, with people who had, hadn't played the game before, hadn't, like, finished the game, this is where we first learned that the children that um, Mike is seeing in his dreams are the ones that inherit the souls or go the ghosts of the children are inheriting the uh, animatronics for that. Um, so it's not this night, but then it's the next night, I believe, Vanessa pulls up. Uh, yes we and also we got to mention that like essentially like mike uh like when he was talking about the thing he kept mentioning yellow rabbit uh so um, just so yeah and then next time right of course like he he keeps trying to like of course vanessa comes in right and then she noticed abby was there no she was already there well yeah she did but then she noticed abby was there Yes, and she's just like, boy, what is you doing? Uh, no, Vanessa was acting, like, I know why she was acting weird because we both watched the movie, but she was acting weird at first because she was, like, helping with Abby and stuff. She wasn't like, yo, don't take it until, like, the very end of the scene. Yeah, it, it it's kind of weird because she was kind of, like, witted, but then also wasn't witted. Mostly she was, wasn't witted with Mike. Uh, yes. Because she still tried to maintain, like, hey, friendly thing, you know, creating a whole a whole pit yes yeah heard the animatronics and this so like so this was like a really sweet moment just like again if you haven't watched the games because you're like oh these are like killer robots right now but if uh with that you're like wow this is sweet maybe it's not what we think it is um maybe it's like them bonding up against the ops later in the movie uh so kind of with that mike is like yo tell me about this this yellow rabbit and vanessa is just like acting like Sabine Wren when uh, our boy Ezra was asking her about how she got there. <laughs> Just gaslighting. <laughs> like, no, Harry. Like, no, you know what we should actually do is like actually go into this. Uh, I found I found what I was looking for. I'm not going to answer your question. So we do see another tease of an animatronic one that you probably know yep. where it's like, it's um, yeah, so my, Michael's about to touch it. He's like, don't don't touch it. There are spring-loaded traps, so if you, like, uh, put your hand in it, you you will lose a hand, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so with that, he's like, keeps pressing her, and she's like, yo, just let it go. And then towards the end of the night, um, there's a, well, there's a really cool scene where they're all just kind of laying around, but it's before that part where they get angry at each other. But she's like, yo, if you take Abby here again, I'm going to shoot you. Like, that's, that's just it. <laughs> Exactly, and I'm I was, and again, I'm with Vanessa on this one because ain't no way, and he didn't have a choice, and so, but that's what what led into the next scene. Yeah, so essentially, like afterwards, right? She essentially, essentially, like Mike, because of the fact that he actually is taking like the the advice to heart, 
Cause like, mm-hmm. okay, I may actually be wilding hard on this. Uh, he basically gets trash Jane to be up here. Oh, I was about to, I was about to call, she got GI Jane up here. Oh, you about to get slapped. <laughs> we just gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, we gonna leave it alone because uh, I ain't about to get sued. Um, <laughs> by, by Tupac's soulmate. Uh, but, but in any case, she gets Jane to, he gets Jane to basically babysit and, and of course, like Abby hates him for it because she don't rock with Jane at all. And he goes back to the office for night four. Or was it night? I yeah, think it, it was it was five. It was five yeah. because he was there, then he got removed, and then he had to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So essentially, like at this night, he falls back asleep and basically in the dream, they're just like, Hey, whoop. And like his dream is slightly different this time because now like everybody is like happy they're all sitting together you know eating their burgers with too much ketchup uh and and it's like and then the kids pop up it's like hey this is what you wanted right you wanted all this you wanted to go back in time in order to save your brother you wanted to live in this world where your brother was alive you want to live in here forever all right cool cool all we want to return is abby give us the girl one of us, or us, one of us, and and in in a twisted move, Mike agrees. He did agree. He agrees. Like he looks at his baby brother, and he's like, "All right, cool, I'll do it." And then, right after he says that, he immediately backtracks because he because he remembers. Like, wait, hold on. Abby thinks I'm her world. Vanessa told me to let it go. This is a fantasy. I'm out here wilding. And what in the world are these kids about to do to Abby? Yes. Because, like, in the moment, you can kind of understand it, technically, because you've been obsessing over this dream. This is a very traumatic, obviously, moment in his life. Let's just say 20 years, perhaps. And then, like, yeah, Every night you're reliving this dream over and over and over and over again. Like, so like to like want to be with your brother again, but then having this opportunity with your sister, because like right when he like brushed his cheek or his hair, he had like the flash back of Abby being like, you're here and smiling, like you said, being his world. So uh, when he uh, decided to renege on the deal, they, they were not happy and proceeded to children of the court. <laughs> yep. So essentially what happens afterwards is that, Back at the, back with Abby and Jane, Abby walks out of her room, find Jane sleeping. <laughs> Jane sleeping, and then right in front of her is Freddie, but not just any Freddie, Golden Freddie, and and technically Fredbear. All right, and you know it's Fredbear because he's golden, he's missing an ear, his eye is blue, and then they say like, "Hey, she just she just over here, she just fell asleep. Let's take you back to." just take you back to Freddy's. That's that's what I'll think about it. An animatronic, let's just say it was like 10 miles, was literally just walking and somehow found your house. I don't know. Well, it makes sense how they found the house later in the movie because of like, you know, but that's and wild. Also, Golden Freddy is different from the other animatronics because it doesn't have an exoskeleton. So mm-hmm. it's more of the supernatural ghost type than anything else. It doesn't that's move. Cool. It just... And then, appears and then also a very big important thing is that abby her drawings a lot of her drawings relate to the children which we didn't know at first so like she was seeing the children she was drawing them i believe she she drew a picture of mike's brother getting kidnapped and she wasn't even alive at the time uh so that's not something she could have known so mike is trying to get abby to get the children to tell her about anything about who took mike so that's just like uh well his brother so that was a big thing that we needed to mention and then of course they get taken back to uh to Freddy's in a cab that's driven by our boy, the goat Corey. <laughs> yes. I was like, is that is that him? I was like, no. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. My boy made it in. And that's, that's super dope. Yep, because he's also big fine he's a big influence on the FNAF world. So and just an influence in general, because he's the goat. Uh, and he did a good job of acting too. Darn right. Um Hey Corey, if you're listening, hey, I'm I'm gonna need you 
pull up on the podcast at least one time for one time. But uh, in any case, right. So then and then when Mike wakes up, he's in the chair. He's about to get implanted. Yes. With another with a Freddy mask. But fortunately, he was able to get out in time and able to like get back, get out of there. Right. So he flees. So he runs and he runs back into Vanessa. No, 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 no. That's oh. not who he runs into. Oh, oh, right, right, right. He's he back at the door. The infamous door that takes everybody's souls. Because <laughs> Foxy was ready for to be three of three. <laughs> only to get escaped by Vanessa. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, and then essentially, hey, Mike explained everything. And Vanessa, she out here just like shook it. Because yeah. they're at a police compound. And she's like, listen, you done messed up, my boy. You done messed up a lot. Why'd you get so close to the restaurant? Why'd you get her so close to the animatronics? You shouldn't have done that. And then it's like, he's going to be coming after you. And and every, and people were like, who? I immediately knew I was like what time it was. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's because he's controlling them. He has influence over them. And people are like, who? Who? Mike's like, who is it? He's like, my father, William oh. Afton, the creator of Freddy's. And, and you're just like, like, bruh, hey, I saw that coming a million miles away as a fanatic fan. <laughs> and then, two, that it, that gave me, like, just a million other questions at the same time. And then, three, you're just like, so you just, just was complicit this whole entire time? That's crazy. Just I know. She, like you said, she was sugar. Yeah, because... Again, she's still a police officer, but she 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 was just complicit in everything. And so I was thinking she must have been traumatized beyond belief. That's the one excuse I will give her. I don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so essentially, like she's like he tell she tells Mike like, hey, listen, I can't go up there and face my father because I'm useless to you. What she said. He literally says, I'm useless to you. So here's some like, here's some cattle prods. Here's some tasers. Get, let me give you the MJ Wick uh, weaponry. His starter kit. It, yeah, his starter kit. And here's the keys to the police car. Go up to Freddy's, save Abby, get out of there. Yeah. So he does exactly that. Oh, yeah. And do not go through the front door. Go in through the vents. So... So yeah, he goes into the vents, uh, and then he sees like Abby. She's there. She basically gets escorted by Chica to the back rooms where she was about to get uh get spring locked by Baby. Mm-hmm. Turned her into the Baby animatronic, which had me like, "Hey yo!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then Mike he pulls up, he electrocutes Freddie and Bonnie, and then and then he runs up. I think. Is that when Foxy shows? No, uh, so he pulls up on Chica and Cupcake, and then so like Chica and Cupcake chase him, and then um Abby starts dipping, and then Foxy pulls up for Abby. Okay, yeah. So he he takes out Chica, but Cupcake's still an active demon. So <laughs> he gets he gets Mike's leg, and then Abby has to run. Foxy's chasing her into the arcade, and she hiding behind a behind an arcade machine. And then she hides in the ball pit, which I'm just like, ain't no way. Uh, just ain't no way. But uh, I, but again, it makes sense because you can't run from Foxy. Foxy gonna catch up every time. Yeah. So, and then of course, like he takes out Cupcake and then he runs right into, right into Springtrap. Yellow Bunny himself. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was saying, who's under the mask? Matthew Lillard, Steve, aka William himself. I don't see wild. that coming, except I totally did. That was wild because, like, when it pulled up at first, I thought the owner of it was. They literally, it's crazy because they literally said in the movie the owner wasn't dead, but I thought it was the the owner who was like dead, and that's why they were possessing the animatronic or whatever. So then, uh, uh, Rabbit pulls up, puts the paws on my, um, <laughs> uh, the electricity doesn't work, and then. When he took the uh, the the helmet off, I was like, "Oh, okay, uh, that's why the electricity didn't work." And then Vanessa pulls up on him. She's like, "Dad, you got to stop. Uh, it's over. Let it go." Because she, after saving her from 
uh, Abby from Foxy. So then it shoots him. And then um, with that, Mike realizes that, okay, yes, he has control over the kids, the animatronics, and they're starting to wake up because he literally told them to wake up. So he's like, Abby, yo, you have to like draw. You have to remind them what actually happened. So Abby being the W kid that she is, quickly, I mean, just like quickly draws it. This is like, this is Picasso at work here. Uh, so so she puts the picture up over the one of them um, holding hands with the yellow rabbit to one of the yellow rabbit killing them. And they're like, oh, y'all got me. Y'all, you got us messed up if you think we're about to help you anymore. You? So, so they, in- pockets. so they encircle him. Cupcake like attacks uh, his suit, which activates all the spring locks. Um, from how it was set up, it looked like there were supposed to be six <laughs> spring locks, but they're like infinite spring locks because it just kept clicking. Yep. So, so- also, another big Easter thing that happened beforehand was that like Vanessa, like he was like Vanessa was trying to stop this man. Oh yeah. And then he stabs her in the gut, and she basically out. And then in a a big Easter egg move. He wipes the knife clean, just like he does in Scream. I'm just like, yes. so he ghost face and spring trap at the same time. Nah, nah, nah. Come here, come here. But but yeah, he basically gets spring locked. Uh, boy gets t- and then he gets taken in by all the other animatronics. Like, come come with us to the back rooms, my boy. Uh, cause you about cause you about to be left here dying. Uh, but before all that happens, he ends up seeing his iconic line in the games, which is, I always come back before getting taken out. Uh, and then, of course, Mike and Abby gets Vanessa, take her out, um, takes her out and then gets her to a hospital. And then bada boom comes out later to where it's say like, hey, the two of them, they doing better together. Uh, Vanessa is in a coma. Oh, baby girl gets to make it out before she gets turned into Vanny. Um, and then Ooh, spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge spoiler for the newest game. Um, that that's been out for at least a couple years. But uh, but yeah, and then and then just it ends there before we get to a post credit scene where where our boy Corey gets a gets a a customer in his cab. He turns around and gets jump scared by Balloon Boy. Which is hilarious because Balloon Boy appears twice, jump scaring Mike, and then he just turns the statue around. <laughs> it's also funny because Balloon Boy is one of the animatronics that you do not know if it's possessed or not mm. because it just does stuff. But there's like no conclusive evidence if it was possessed or not. All the other animatronics you know are possessed except for him. Mm-hmm. which is crazy but yeah it ends and then the ending song that plays which is also incredible is that it is the five nights at brady's band song created by the living tombstone the fan song created for the first game which is almost synonymous with the franchise is used as the ending come on excellent all right so with that anything else before we jump into our awards uh it's just 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 so much just so much i I, i'll be here all day so it's been a while since we're doing this but now we're getting into our five nights at freddy's award ceremony all right so so for my first award it has to be you really spitting right now and who does it go to because there's not a lot but the main person I have is Vanessa. And it's primarily where she ends up talking to Mike and she basically telling him that, hey, you like just let it go because of the fact like at this point, he is obsessing so much over his brother that he's forgetting his sister who's right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. Just thank you. So, so yeah, Vanessa, you actually out here. You actually had some pretty good lines, like as well, because you you really spat uh, crazy, and, and yeah, you just get get this award. Yes. For the next award, I'm going with the biggest idiot award. This is going to the unmelanated quartet. Um, 
who broke into. I was so tempted to either give it to the aunt or the uh, the lawyer, but they didn't get killed. I don't believe the aunt died. Um, so I think she just got slept. I want to believe. No, no, I need to believe that she's dead. <laughs> but I'm going to the unmelanated quartet. They broke into a place they didn't need to for money. Um, and, you know, they got all sent to the upper room. Uh, so they, they, they are now with God. So, <laughs> so the four of you come get the biggest idiot award. And then for my next award is, and that's when my jaw dropped. And it also combines with, uh, the stealing the spotlight award. Cause that goes to none other than Matt Pat's cameo in the diner. Because of just the fact that I did not know that he was going to be in this movie. And the fact like he was he was spitting some spitting like all of his famous lines, especially it's just a theory, which is his biggest tagline in every single theory video he's ever had. I was like, yo, let's go. All right. So Matt Pat, uh, you get this award for that's when my jaw dropped, aka stealing spotlight. Next for cool. For the next award, uh, I'm giving it the best kid award. And this can only go to Abby. At first, I was like, oh man, she she looking shaky. But you know, she really came through. She connected with the animatronics. You know, like we said, the Picasso skills, Death Note on lock. I mean, her drawings were like like that. So, you know, and then she also was like, she really connected with Mike and like she helped give the show more heart than um initially the not show the movie more heart than like initially it started with um so and i was kind of like really like their connection throughout the movie so and she she was actually locked in she didn't do anything that i would say was dumb in the movie which a lot of kids do and she was also just a part uh and did a great thing so yeah awesome and then for me the final one op of the year op of the century william apton matthew lillard Come on down, sir, because because the fact that you adapted that man almost perfectly being a serial killer, being a being a whole monstrosity in that suit, sending folks to their death. And then upon realizing that Mike Schmidt is the is the brother of one of your victims and you say, you know what? Let's send him to Freddy's so he can get taken out too. hashtag no loose ends. And and then like just say, having the wherewithal is like okay my daughter is against me you get taken out too just we're just taking everybody out left and right mm. finally i always come back because yes you do william afton you always come back so i can't wait to see you in the sequel as a uh, spring trap the possessed animatronic come get this award you absolute demon yes that one was tough because when i was thinking of it because i was like oh man i Obviously, I do off of the year with this. And I was like, is it the aunt? Is it the normal animatronics? And then when he popped up, I was like, yeah, it's definitely the yellow rabbit here. <laughs> so with that, we can get into our tears if you will read them off. Good, sir. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is a this is a big one, y'all. So for the F tier, we have the spring block failure. Uh, and then for our D tier, we have save them. Of course, all these things are based on. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's theme slash death uh, uh how people die. Then for our C tier, we have Scooped. Uh, looking at you, Sister Location, aka Part 5. Then next, for our B tier, is Stuffed in a Suit. For our A tier, we have The Bite of 87. And then for our S tier, the tip of the top, Happiest Day. So, my good man, what would you be giving this movie? I will give it Stuffed in a Suit. I, it was, again, I was tempted between B and C, but it was a perfectly acceptable movie, and I just really enjoyed it. Like, it didn't need to be anything else other than what it was. I remember we watched, uh, what is it, Willy's Wonderland together, um, which is obviously, it's intended to be a spoof. But with that, this movie was like, you know, what you mentioned being like hardcore into the Five Night Freddy's and just like the respect it gave to all the people that like you know help build the franchise essentially uh with it is something that was super cool heart was it it moved along everyone hit like what they needed to hit in the movie so i definitely got to give it a b tier yeah and i was gonna give it the exact same tier because of the fact that like hey 
is a perfectly serviceable movie. Uh, I know people complain for having a convoluted plot, but that's just the essence of Five Nights at Freddy's as a whole. Uh, also, I, again, so many references to the movies and to the, I mean, to the games, the books, all that, like characters being meshes of one another, all the references, the Easter eggs, and even the cameos are just like, just a huge love letter to the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise. Sure, the author, Scott Cawthorn, like really just love, just gave his heart and soul for this movie. And then also just the fact like, hey, it, I came in with zero expectations, which is a big deal nowadays because people apparently just put like too many expectations into a film and that will just tank it. But I say like, hey, I come in with low expectations. I come out pleasantly surprised. Mine were very low for this movie, and then, yeah, it definitely surprised me, I would say. And I don't think the plot was that convoluted, honestly, uh, once, like, it, it ended. Exactly. But apparently that's been a problem people have. But, and then also just the fact, like, hey, this is a good gateway into a, for children to get into horror because of the fact that <laughs> you don't see that much blood and gore. Yeah, you really don't. That's true. And, like, the horror is, like, really at face value. Like a few jump scares, but yeah, face value, like you said. Yeah, it's really at face value. So, like, if you are an adult like me and you want to get your children into horror, I mean, I don't have any children yet, but I will corrupt any child that comes into my vicinity. Okay, Venom. Well, we will heal the world by uh, exposing them to horror, and this is a good way to get them into it. Along with stuff like Goosebumps, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and I, I, I can go on all day about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely. This is definitely something I would recommend to anybody watching. It's chill, it's not super long, and it's exactly what it needs to be. So with that, we can get into our recommendations. Uh, only thing that I would have is like Willy's Wonderland. It's like a spoof of the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, and it has Nicolas Cage in it. It's... <laughs> Obviously, it's it, it is what you expect it to be. That's all I can say. Yep. And if you want another Five Nights at Freddy's spoof, you also have the movie Banana Splits, which mm. is again also a spoof on that. And it's also based on like the Banana Splits franchise as well. And then if you are interested in anything Five Nights at Freddy's, go ahead and check out all the games. They are anywhere from like five bucks to free. Mm. Unless you kind of like the new ones, which I don't know how much they are priced. What's the other game called? It's kind of like Five Nights at Freddy's, but it takes place at like a factory. And it's like it has like the blue thing. Oh, like, Poppy's Playtime. Yes. Poppy's Playtime's another one. Again, there are a bunch of games that are based on the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise because it revolutionized horror for yes. Like you can go anywhere without talking about it. Uh, There's that. Again, all the Five Nights at Freddy's games, all the fan games that came out, all of the just books that came out, graphic novels, everything of the like. You can, if you just look up the term Five Nights at Freddy's, you have an assortment to look at both. Mm -hmm. And so just with that housekeeping transitioning into November, which is going to be a, a big month for us uh, as we kind of ramp up and ramp down to the new year. Uh, so with that... We are going to drop next week our comic book movie draft. Uh, so that's, well, tournament, comic book movie tournament. So we're going to figure out the best comic book movie of all time. We are going to go into hiding immediately after that episode drops. We're also going to have an Attack on Titan special um, just to cover again the last episode to the last chapter of the final season of the final parts. So with that, we are also going to do um, Marvel Miss, well, the Marvel's movie review as well with a special guest. So that's what you can kind of expect for now to look forward to in November. So yeah, let's get into our plugs and get up out of here. All right. So we got ourselves on Instagram and our Twitter also known as X, currently known as X. And then we have Threads, which is under Blurred City 22. Like, comment, hit bell for notifications, subscribe, do all that good jazz and stay up to date on our release schedules and any other content we have. We have our Discord, which is also linked in said uh, pages. So that way you can join this fine community of degenerates to deal with all types of shenanigans. We also have ourselves our uh, YouTube and our Patreon page under Blurred City Pod. That way... With the Patreon, you get to see exclusive content such as a character analysis of Nagato Uzumaki, aka Pain, aka the best uh, Naruto villain. Don't at me with on that. 
And then we have ourselves, of course, our email address on the blurcity22 at gmail.com where you submit uh, things such as geek out, freak out, random fan theories. Um, there's also things such as our episode suggestions, just in any questions you have for for our page. So come and do all that for us today. Finally, I am the Jedi Ronin on TikTok because I've purged myself of the darkness like I like I am Ashra from Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, but I still have all the power like Scorpion in Mortal Kombat 1. So come at your boy live. We are we will heal the world. What you got? All right, for my individual author pages, we have my Instagram, Mitri underscore dash. So that is M-E-T-R-I underscore D-A-S-H. For my X last Twitter, at the Mad Dash 16. And then if you're interested in my book, Fan the Pain's the Most Regular Tell, you can catch that on Kindle and Amazon. So, yeah, let's get into, do we need words of encouragement? <laughs> Go for it. So this is one that Mike had to learn throughout the entirety of this movie and something Vanessa had to tell him is to not be so bogged down by the past that you forget what's right in front of you in the present. Because you may have like, okay, you may experience trauma and yes, that is terrible and you do have to work through it, but don't let it define you so much that you forget all the people who are currently in your life who are currently there to support you, who are currently going through various things in different circumstances because the past, like if you focus on that, all you're doing is really hurting you, hurting yourself and everyone in the present. That is excellent advice. Um, so we'll just kind of go from there. And as we always say, listeners, it's not goodbye forever. It's just goodbye for now. And that's the Blurred City Podcast. See you later and don't get stuffed into a suit.